The Colorado Inn and KFKA present Rams Weekly. Brought to you by Marinda Simpson State Farm Insurance. Here's Brady Hull and Kevin Lido. We've got we've got a power thirty minutes of uh, Rams Weekly here today. Kevin Lytle in studio. I am Brady Hull, and we're looking forward to getting this Rams team hopefully back on the right track on the basketball side of things. Kevin, they beat Air Force, so you could argue they did get on the right track, but I still feel very scared about that win. It was a win, but I feel scared. Yeah, that obviously wasn't the one everyone hoped for. You kind of hope for a get right game where. You know, everyone plays well, you win big, you know, maybe maybe get to play the back end of the bench at the end of the game, that type of thing. And it was not that. CSU, you know, frankly needed a miracle final minute to force overtime. Um, it's still, you know, a couple days later, mind-boggling that got to overtime. Air Force, CSU, you know, forced the hand, did things right, but Air Force did some things wrong to, to get it there. So, um not the performance you want. Overtime was. Um, the five minutes of overtime looked like kind of what we expected the whole game to look like. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a mixed bag, obviously. A win is much, much better than a loss. It is the most important thing. You know, I know everyone wants to moan and complain and you know light everything on fire, but the win is the most important thing. Uh, you can't overcome. Well, you can't overcome, but it would be a big, big loss if that happened. Instead, it's a footnote. So they're not trading Isaiah Stevens or anything. Not going to do that just yet. <laughs> I've heard they they are going to still play Friday. Like they're not going to shut the program. Up. Yeah. Well, it's, it is interesting though. You look at the New Mexico game and you think, man, they just handled that one so well. Yeah. I mean, it never felt like New Mexico was really in the game. Um, and then you know, one of those road trip games, Utah State and Boise State. You thought, okay, they're probably going to drop one of these games. To the Boise State game, just you know, scoring was was an issue for them, only scoring fifty eight. And then you add the Air Force game. If they would have lost that game, Kevin, I mean, we would be freaking out, wouldn't we? That, We'd be uh, yeah, I mean, that, that would be a huge, huge loss. Um, and, yeah, really alarming. And so, yeah, in a way, you know, you were one possession away from losing if you're CSU. So it doesn't mean everything's rosy. But you did win, found a way. This league is a nightmare, uh, in, in, you know, in a really good, fun way, a nightmare. But, yes, yeah, CSU needs to play much better. But... Still no bad losses. CSU has three losses. I believe right now they're all quad one losses. So that's most important. You can't – there's no way to erase bad losses, but you can handle you know good losses, if you will. And that's where CSU is still at right now, and that's most important. There have been a lot of near trip-ups. I mean, San Diego State's not apologizing for – Barely beating San Jose State either, uh, you know, and obviously San Diego State's in a, a plenty fine position. I think we're just going to see these through the year. Well, you, again, if you look at the standings right now, it's not like you, the Rams are two and two. Okay, everyone is beating everyone. Yeah, you the, know, the best teams are four and one right now. You know, Boise State beat CSU on the road, beat Nevada, and then lost at home to UNLV. You know, New Mexico. People forget two weeks ago, CSU, like you said, pretty handily beat New Mexico. And then the Lobos have turned around and beat the brains off of San Diego State and Utah State. Uh, this league is just really good. Yeah, well, and one of those good teams right now is UNLV coming yep. up tomorrow night. Like that, We talked about that before the Air Force game, Kevin. Like That game, be careful there because they could do something. And I think even since we even did the more show last, so they're better than they because were. C- yeah, CSU still has 
question marks and most importantly need to get the offense going. But UNLV, you know, they had a respectable close-ish loss at San Diego State, which is really tough to play. They beat that New Mexico team, beat them at home. Uh, they they had Utah State beat. Um, it took a pretty horrendous refereeing decision in the final 10 seconds to give Utah State that game. Uh, otherwise, UNLV you know, would be in that top tier. And then they go on their own and beat Boise State. So UNLV, I mean, you can't discount them as one of the contenders for the title right now considering who they've played and uh, you know what their record is right now. So really dangerous team coming into Moby. So, you know, CSU kind of goes without saying. They all know it. You know, it's not like Nico Medver or anyone have tried to hide from it. They have to play better. What is it? So uh, after a couple of days now, I know we talked the other day on the show, um, but when you when you talk to, to Coach Medved after the dust has settled a bit from that Air Force game and now you're looking at the bigger picture of the past three games – what is what is Nico really talking about as far as the issues that have plagued this offense the last three or four games? Yeah, it's kind of ironic that the offense is sort of the problem, if you will, right now. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I, over these three games, I think they've been pretty decent. Uh, yeah, it was frustrating to see Air Force hit some of those shots they hit, but they have three guys that take you know last second shots on the buzzer, and they just hit some of them. I don't think a lot of them. You know, I don't think it was like they're wide open all the time. And same on that road trip. CSU is good defensively, but it's the offense, which is always you know in the top fifteen to twenty in the nation, uh, that's struggling. And they still are. The numbers are still really good across the board, but the last three haven't been. And they just need to get unstuck, uh, which is kind of a, a nebulous phrase. But Nico Mevet had an interesting phrase to me when we were talking about. It. He said, "Honestly, I think our biggest problem is stubbornness." As in, we need to be more stubborn in kind of forcing what we do onto teams. We're you know almost too easily changing what we're doing, or, or you know not forcing it. The biggest example Tuesday against Air Force was CSU should win inside. Air Force obviously isn't always going to be the biggest or more most athletic team, but CSU just wasn't really going inside. Joel Scott had success, and that was good. But Patrick Cartier only had four shots, and two of them were threes, so he basically wasn't in the paint. And Medved said, yeah, we, like, we're just hesitant getting the ball inside. And he goes, you know, one, we need to force the ball inside. But two, you know, I, I, I'll take blame on that too. Obviously, I didn't have the guys in a position where they felt comfortable to do that. Um, so they need to do that because CSU, you know, three-point shooting, assists, all that are always good numbers. But it all kind of starts from going inside. CSU is at its best when it's attacking the paint, whether it's Isaiah Stevens on like a dribble drive or getting it into Cartier and, and his ball movement. And that's how they get their best looks. I would say CSU in the last three games, not necessarily getting terrible looks. You know, you don't sit there and go, oh, man, oh, man, a force. Oh, man, that's a bad shot. But it's also not great looks like they usually get. Yeah, and that's and it was good to see like Joel Scott kind of get going again. Yep. I think uh, Adam Nigon put something out yeah. on Twitter that was like, "Dude, just remember, remember who, who you are." are. I like that, the Lion King thing there. Uh, but he, that's good for him. You want to see those yeah. little stories, and then by the way, you get the win out of the deal. So maybe he continues to to go yeah. on an upward trajectory. But you're right with Patrick Cartier. When you're, it's funny to me, Kevin, because. Clearly, Nico Medved during the game knows, guys, why aren't we getting the ball in the paint here? Why aren't we forcing the issue a little bit? So you call those timeouts, you discuss it, but it still doesn't happen even throughout the game. Um, And obviously, once the game gets going, you think that maybe it's not open, maybe you can't get that inbound pass. Because I think getting an inbound pass, or an entry pass, excuse me, is... There's an art to it. It's oh, not just, totally. It's a tricky angle and timing thing. And yeah, I think that's, you know, again, 
we're just seeing uh, there's been a confidence dip in the offense, and that leads to some of that of like. Mm, Pat's kind of got position, but can I get it into him? You know, that even just that split second doubt tends to lose, you know, that angle or whatever for that pass. So I think we're seeing a little bit of that. It's weird. I think, yes, it's concerned. It needs to be, you know, fixed and improved. But the fact that's the offense almost makes me like Homer about why, you know, where this team is at is. The history, you know, both through the years with Medved and then this season is a really, really good free-flowing offense that I think, like, it, they didn't just forget how to do it. So I think they're going to get back to it. I think it'll happen. You still have Isaiah Stevens. You know, I think he hasn't played his best games the last couple, but the dude is, you know, still one of the best ever doing in the Mountain West. I think he's going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I know there's panic, but I'm... You know, I've watched this team. I think I've covered you know, almost every game since Medved took over. I still feel pretty comfortable and confident with this team that this is more a slump than a trend. Kevin, do you think mentally um, all the talk about how good this conference is and all that? Because, I mean, they're hearing it. They're seeing it all over social media and different news outlets, what you're doing. Do you think mentally sometimes you can psych yourself up, uh, psych yourself out a little bit when you start these games? Because knowing this is such a daunting schedule, knowing that every game is so crucial, maybe more so than it's ever been, does that come into play at all where you're second-guessing yourself a little bit? I would say, if anything, it's it's less the conference as a whole of just the expectations that rise with the team's success. You know, CSU preseason was basically off the radar you know, not many people expected True, them yeah. to be great. And then all of a sudden, within three weeks, you know, it's a top 15 type team. And, you know, you got, you know, online people talking about, you know, sweet 16s and all that type of stuff. You know, it's not like they're sitting there at the start of the game going, guys, you know, we better win this game or our sweet 16 chances drop. But, like, they're humans. They're aware. And, again, as success rises, so do expectations and reactions and overreactions. So, you know, these are humans. That all plays in, you know. They're not naive to all of it. Well, it's like New Mexico over the years. We've always talked about that. How great are some of those players on yep. that team? Uh, with, like, House. I mean, they have yep. some studs. Yet they're not able to put it together all the time, so it it's difficult, man. It's a tough yep. task. I do think new kind of new, you know. Not that I think fans are sitting there thinking of this directly, but New Mexico last year, I think, is where some of this concern comes from. Again, not directly, but like, yes, yeah, CCU had a great non-conference, but the job isn't done. Um, there's a lot to do. New Mexico was great non-conference and fell apart last year, so I think right now that's the worry because you can the league is so good that certainly from the fan perspective, it's like, oh my gosh, we lost two on the road, then we struggled with Air Force. UNLV is way better than Air Force. So, you know, we're probably going to lose. You know, it's the every game is so tough that it yeah. worries you that much more if you're a fan. No doubt about it. Rams Weekly continues here. We got one more segment. We're breaking early tonight. We've got UNC and Sac State going at it. Uh, pre-game coverage, blue and gold pre-game coverage at 5 o'clock. Tip-off at 6. We'll wrap up on the other side. It's Rams Weekly presented by Miranda Simpson at State Farm. Welcome back into Rams Weekly, presented by State Farm and Marinda Simpson. Glad they could be a part of this program. We're only on with you for just a few more minutes. We've got uh, the Blue and Gold pregame show. 
Uh, see, that's what's cool about this station, man. We're talking Rams right now, and right after Rams talk, we got Bears coverage for you as the UNC Bears getting set to take on Sac State. Significant game for them. Um, started off pretty pretty decent uh, to start uh, the Big Sky Conference play. I believe are they two and one right now in Big Sky play? I know they beat what Northern Arizona, they beat Montana, they lost to Montana State, but uh, they're looking good in conference play, and that's ultimately, especially in this conference, that's what it's all about: setting yourself up for the tournament. Uh, for the Big Sky Tournament and give yourself a chance to uh, to win that and go, who knows, go dancing. We might have a few dancing teams around here, Kevin. We'll going to be an interesting couple months here in, in uh, Colorado basketball, obviously. CSU, good shape. Yep, uh, men's good team shape. to make the NCAA Tournament. CU, really bubblicious. And the problem in the Pac-12, because it sucks, mm-hmm. is you can only play yourself off the bubble in the bad way. You don't really have enough big games to guarantee. Like, yeah, I guess if they won out the rest of the way, they'd be locked. But um, you know, realistically, they're probably going to be on the bubble unless they play poorly. You know, the rest of the way. UNC obviously early signs are that you know they can hang in the big sky, so that's going to be exciting. And then on the women's side, oh, CSU goodness. is upper tier of the Mountain West. Unfortunately, they're going to have to go win the Mountain West tournament if they make it. And then you have to sit, you know, Boulder. Oh, that's not you know, three. For, are they third? Yeah, I think three. Wow. So you know, forget tournament. You know, that's a national title contender in Boulder. So uh, really exciting um, March coming up here potentially. No question about it, man. It's fun. Uh, this basketball area uh, is is exciting to look at. But there's also with that excitement, Kevin. There's pressure. There's like, you know, there's not really pressure on a, a Nico Medved. I don't think, obviously. But like no. Tad, we're, you and I were talking just to, randomly. I, I brought up the fact that the Buffs have the Ducks tonight. Very interesting game. Um, Tad Boyle is really good at bringing in a bunch of great players, but can they get over that next hump? So I think there's a certain amount of pressure there. UNC, I wouldn't say there's pressure, but. For the Buffs, there's, there certainly is. Yeah, because they have a lot of talent, a lot of NBA talent, and several of your key guys will be gone next year. So, yeah, if, if this CU team misses the NCAA tournament, that would be a, a big disappointment. Yeah. Well, back to Colorado State, both men's and women's team. I, I loved your story just kind of talking about comparing the two with McKenna Hofschild yeah. and, uh, and Isaiah Stevens. How many, so many records. records they're breaking and all that stuff. It's, it's a really special thing, man. Like, those two players are going to go down in history – like the Becky Hammonds of the world, like yep. some of these great, great Colorado State players. Yeah, it's it's incredible. You know, McKenna, you know, Becky Hammond and Kay Cronin were at game last weekend to watch McKenna and the rest of the Rams. McKenna scored 10 in the first quarter, and a few of those were uh, threes literally right in front of Becky Hammond and Kay Cronin. I asked her about it after. She, she kind of smiled like, yeah, that was cool. Like, um, pretty special. And um, I think she, I believe Hofschild is top five in the nation scoring right now. She uh, had, I think, a 34-piece on Wednesday, I believe it was, just playing. <laughs> her standard was so high, and she's somehow exceeding it. And then, yeah, Isaiah obviously is is taking over every record. His assist numbers are, are off the charts. It's a crazy golden era. I feel very comfortable saying we're never going to see the teams have players like this at the same time again. Yeah, I I think you're you're spot on. I mean, it's they're just like every other night. If you're a CSU fan, you yeah. got one star doing this. Oh, and then the next night here's the. Another I mean, star. even Tuesday, like it felt. Like Isaiah Stevens didn't have a great game. I don't think he did. I I would imagine he went home thinking eh, that was not that's not me. He had twelve points and nine assists. Right. Eh, if that's your your off night, eh. 
you're, you're probably all right. Such a luxury that I don't think you realize you have, and you 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 realize you have it as it's growing. Well, you re, re, you re, realize you have it when he goes off the court. When he's and that, and that's not a knock on anyone, but man, you, you can tell. Yeah, you certainly can. Um, and that's you know that's another thing when you when you look at this team. Um, it's it's kind of like you know we draw those comparisons and look at the Nuggets when Nikola Jokic goes <laughs> off the floor. What is that like for CSU? And that's where you're looking at guys eventually. And again, Kyan Evans, that's a lot to put on him at this yeah. stage. Um, but that does lead me to the question, like, what have you seen in the growth of his play at this stage? Because at the beginning of the season, it was like, this guy could be the next Isaiah Stevens. Um, and that's, that's you know. I, I think we're seeing least. what you see a lot with young guys. We saw it with Tavy Jackson bit last year, too, of early in the season, you get those big flashes uh, because one, no one has a scout on them, and so they're they're fresh in that way. Two, they're being you know because they're playing under Isaiah Stevens, they're not being asked to run everything. They're being asked to fill parts. So you see a lot good early, and then you sort of hit the freshman speed bump of one. They're they're not used to a season this long uh, and this demanding as far as number of games, how you know travel, all the things that go into it. And then two, you get into league play. When it's one thing, you know, if you're Kyan, for instance, you're running these sets against Boston College, who doesn't know CSU sets, and you're able to exploit some things. And then you get in a Mountain West play, and, uh, you know, Ali Rokmanesh calls out, you know, Razor or whatever for a play. Everyone in the Mountain West knows exactly what the play is and how it's supposed to run. And so it's a lot harder to do that. So so some of that those type of hurdles of just in league play, it gets a lot harder. So, you know, you're seeing Kyan be a freshman, which is fine. Um, I think the growth and what he's learning, you can't see right now. We'll see. That will be seen next year. Yeah, and I know that's what, uh, you know, maybe keeps some Rams fans up at night, is wondering what's going to happen when Isaiah is gone. Uh, like we always team. say, worry about those yep. things later. And enjoy, I think there's, what, seven home games left in Isaiah's career, which is alarming when you say it like it's, that. It of like, oh my actually, gosh, that's not much. Yeah, you look at the schedule, it's like, yeah, well, a, lot a lot of games, games left. But, but then, yeah, when you say of just home games, which obviously are how most people see them in person, uh, wow. Yeah, time's getting short. Time's ticking, man, and uh, it's it's still it's still setting up to be a very special special season for this thing. CSU fourteen three. If if they do win Friday, match their win total from last year already, and it's January. Like uh, Nico Medved said it Tuesday, I think it was. Everything they want is still available in front of them, which is you know very true. I know people sometimes roll their eyes and say it's coach speak, but they've shown they can do those things, so it is out there. Uh, need to improve, need to be better, but CSU is just fine right now. Well, and I think, you know, it's it's kind of like when we were doing the football shows this year, when we were talking about that, it's like, okay, your first goal is to win the Mount West Championship, and then even the players, once you get to that point where it's like not going to happen, yeah. they go, okay, that goal's gone. Here's yeah. the other goal. We can go to a bowl game, or we can beat a rival. Oh, that's gone. That, yep. CSU does. It, it is true, and I do think mentally you'll check yourself into where you need to be, but right now, Winning the regular season Mount West title is still very doable. Yeah. Uh, the the path the entire time has been dominate at home and steal some on the road. CSU has not been able to steal on the road, but they you know have chances, and so far they're fine at home. So you know the formula hasn't changed at all. I think the thing that this team has is the veteran presence and you know guys like Isaiah that you know they've been there. He's been to an NCAA tournament. 
he knows that you go through slumps in a season two. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm not trying to, you know, be the reverse alarmist, you know, of too chill. This team does need to be better, but all historical signs suggest that they will play better than they have been the last three games. Yeah, that's a big one coming up tomorrow night, and that will be on FS1 at Big, 30. big game. Huge To game. me, the, I mean, this is a big swing. If you lose this one, then it's like, okay, well, you've lost your protection of home court. You've lost a team that, while good, is considered more middle of the Mountain West. And you're, you know, then heading to Reno, where obviously that's going to be really tough. It, you know, that's when alarm bells would really start ringing. On the flip side, if you win, it's like, okay, we, you know, CSU just be a team that's really hot, playing really well. We're protecting home court. We're heading on the road with, a, you know, some of our swagger back and a chance to to pick up a big one. So big kind of swing game in the energy. Cool. Yeah, it, it, that's going to be a lot of stress. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm Again, glad it's Friday. Yeah. I'm glad it's Friday. Yep. You know, that's going to be nice late night. Students will have plenty of time to get their homework done and be ready to rock. You mean that the students aren't going to be at like a modeling contest or anything like that? Yee. Like uh, Shador? Okay. Well, one dig. Had different do, show. Had to do one. Different show, different time. That'll do it for us. It's been Rams Weekly presented by Miranda Simpson at State Farm. We'll talk to you guys next week. Let's go Rams.